This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley, who is Oanda Senior Market Analyst for Asia Pacific. Good morning from London, Jeff. And good afternoon from Jakarta. Plenty has happened since we last spoke, I think about a week ago. Of course, we've got a new prime minister on the way and it's been fascinating over here. I don't know whether it's been as interesting for you where you are in Asia Pacific. The travails of the British political class are really not playing too heavily um, over here in Asia. I think uh, everybody just looks at it from a distance and shakes their head and scratches their hair a bit. What's far more important to them out here is uh, is China, obviously, but most particularly the trajectory of COVID-19 in China. And we've seen Asian markets come under pressure today from two fronts. One was the non-farm payrolls in the US on Friday, much higher than expected, and it puts a 75 basis point rate hike back on the table for the Fed at the end of the month. But secondly, Cases are rising in China once again, and markets around Asia, and in particular in China, which has had a bad day, uh, uh, are showing increasing concern that uh, the the authorities in mainland China will Im- impose more lockdowns on major centres such as um, as Shanghai and Beijing because they are still running this COVID zero policy, and that's definitely been weighing on markets probably a bit more than. Um, the, the travails of Boris Johnson in uh, number 10 at the moment. Point taken, uh, Jeff. Excuse me being so parochial and uh, thinking about the UK, but I'm going to ask you something about the UK in a minute or two. Oh, absolutely. I wanted to talk about currencies, uh, more particularly the dollar against the euro, because we have almost reached parity, which is quite a moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm showing my age because I can remember when the euro was below parity. I can remember when the euro came into life and then fell below parity. And I can remember when the ECB intervened to try and support it. Uh, That's been a couple of decades, I must admit. Um, But yes, here we are today. We find ourselves at the moment, as I look at the screens, at 1.0005. So just five pips away from parity. And it has fallen by about 35 pips today. There's a couple of things going on in uh, Europe, of course. One is the ongoing um, energy situation there, uh, where gas flows have um, slowed to a trickle from Russia and they can't find these replacement supplies anywhere in the world. Also, Nord Stream 1's entering a 10-day maintenance phase at the moment, which is scheduled, but the markets are worried that Russia may never bother turning that gas on again come the 21st of July. Uh, We're already seeing the ructions from... Uh, this ongoing situation brought on by the Ukraine-Russia conflict, uh, almost immediately putting Europe into a recession. Uh, On the other side of things as well, we're seeing uh, inflation stay stubbornly high both in Europe, (coughs) excuse me, but also in the United States. And it looks like the Federal Reserve will be hiking by another 75 basis points uh, at the end of this month. That's led to dollar strength. And uh, with all these tensions and concerns going on and around the world. There's been a rush into US dollars, which is the sort of haven of last resort. And we're seeing that money run into the US bond market. This all means that Euro has been under consistent pressure. And if we are going to circle back to the UK for a minute, and it is a global podcast after all, 
Um, we can see that sterling itself has been dragged lower by uh, the euro fall as well, and sterling itself is only just above 118 to the US dollar today as well. And uh, the charts do suggest to me that we are showing an increasing likelihood that we'll return to the, uh, the March 2020 lows uh, around 114 before we can start um, looking for a bottom in the sterling at the moment. Politics won't be helping that situation either. But certainly it looks like the euro is set for a, a, a fairly strong move below parity uh, if things play out. I'm expecting there to be some bids around at, at, at parity at the moment, probably from option structures. But once that breaks, I think we're going to move lower quite quickly. Very interesting. I mentioned uh, the UK a little bit earlier, Jeff, and we had some numbers today regarding the latest retail figures. And they are now falling at a rate not seen since the depths of the pandemic. This according to the British Retail Consortium. I was wondering whether this could affect the Bank of England's decision on rate hikes in terms of how deep those rate hikes might be or how often. Well, the Bank of England itself, I think, has been one of the more realistic central banks in the world. They've already held their hands up. Uh, in the last few months and said that a lot of this inflation that's coming through is imported inflation. It's inflation caused by supply chains, by disruption, of course, from the Ukraine-Russia conflict uh, and the impacts that we've seen on Europe in that. Um, also, um, some nerves around uh, the Brexit agreements in Northern Ireland, etc., etc. Uh, so the Bank of England have already been forecasting a, uh, a quite uh, strong recession, and they've already held, held their hands up and said um, that there's only so much that they can do via monetary policy to control that inflation. So I don't think in that context that these numbers are going to change the direction of the Bank of England. I think they are going to keep hiking, uh, but I think uh, the negativity uh, it has already been built in by the Bank of England itself. We do actually have a, a pretty large dump of data tomorrow after this BRC retail sales number that came out this morning. We've got uh, trade balances, manufacturing, industrial production, UK GDP, balance of trade, manufacturing, all coming out tomorrow at, um, well, it's two o'clock Singapore time. Uh, so that's early in the morning for you, uh, probably around 8am, 8, 8 I would think. Uh, and that will give us perhaps a better picture of just how quickly the UK is actually slowing or whether the uh, non-consumer uh, sector of the UK's uh, economy is actually holding up better than what we hope. And of course, we've also got US inflation figures to come. Yeah, tomorrow night. And I think this will probably be the data highlight of the week for, for much of the world. Core inflation is expected to print around 8.8%. I mean, sorry, uh, headline inflation with core inflation somewhere near 6% year on year for June. Now, if we get numbers like those after the super strong non-farm payrolls number that we saw on Friday, which suggests that the US economy isn't on the on its knees, as the press would su uh, suggest, but rather, you know, it's suffering high inflation, but it's still cranking along. Um, if we get numbers uh, up and around those levels, that will absolutely lock and load a 75 basis point uh, rate hike uh, for the uh, FOMC at the end of the month, um, and potentially will lead to a very hawkish outlook still. So potentially more 75 basis point hikes in the months to come. Inevitably, I feel that's going to weigh on equity markets, which have been selling off this week in anticipation of that. 
but uh, it could also lead to even more dollar strength, which would mean more sterling weakness, more euro weakness. So uh, we're definitely going to see some major impacts from uh, this inflation data tomorrow night. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us today and we'll speak to you again soon. A pleasure. This is the Oanda Podcast.